0: You're listening to the next episode of the Headmasters Podcast. This is John DePoe, Headmaster at Kingdom Preparatory Academy, and I'm here recording our next episode. We'll be sitting down with an interview to hear from Sydney Squires, one of the very first graduates from Kingdom Preparatory Academy. She is a graduate from the class of 2012, and so you'll want to hear what she's up to and how life has been treating her since graduation. Um... I will also share a couple of quick announcements. One of these is that we will have um, our jeans and t-shirt uh, pizza lunch day on March 20 or sorry February 28th that's coming up uh, just around the corner so in a f- couple of Wednesdays or so and then we will also have, uh, spring break is really the next announcement after that. If you can believe that, we're coming up to spring break. That's going to be the mark the end of one nine weeks, and after spring break, we start the next one. So uh, spring break is that week of March 11 through 15. Uh, those who are going to be with me on with the junior class will be going on our grand tour during those times. So don't forget to check out uh, the blog. Uh, you can find that on Kingdom Prep's website and just go under uh, academics and then uh, educational travel and you'll see our blog post as we are bringing those to you live. So um, please follow along. So uh, don't forget about jeans and t-shirt day and then spring break. And don't forget about uh, the grand tour and those who are traveling with the school. Now let's go ahead and turn to that interview with Sydney Squires. Well, let's begin by, I would like for you to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Well, my name is Sydney. I am a counselor here in Lubbock, Texas. I grew up here, went to KPA, and graduated in 2012.
0: Class of 2012. That would have been one of our very first graduating classes, right?
1: I think so. I think I was maybe the third, Mm -hmm. possibly.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: one of the first. That's crazy.
0: So, you're here in Lubbock, and what do you do as a counselor, um, any specific kind of counseling you do?
1: Yeah, so I work at Lubbock Christian University. Um, so, I see students and staff, but mostly students. So, it's super broad counseling. It's like relationship issues all the way up to reprocessing trauma, um, using EMDR, which is just um, a therapy that I use. So, pretty broad right now, um, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. So, um I want to hear a little bit about your journey from graduate to college counselor, because there's been actually, wow, it's been 12 years since you graduated.
1: Oh my gosh, that's insane.
0: (laughs) And I know you've got a master's degree along the way and some other things. So maybe um, we start at the beginning, which was what happened right after you graduated KPA? What was in the cards for Sydney?
1: Post-graduation, okay, so I took a semester off. And I did a program called Summit Semester, which is essentially just a Christian worldview um, training program. But it was really cool because it was in the mountains of Colorado. So I spent a semester up there just um, learning from professors and then with other people my age. Um, so that's what I did immediately um, after KPA.
0: Very cool. And then um, where did you end up going for your undergraduate?
1: Went to Texas Tech.
0: I've reckon. heard of that one. Yeah. Oh, really? In, <laughs> yeah. You're in It Good. Yeah. And... Um, what, what were you studying at Texas Tech?
1: I did, it was called Honors Arts and Letters. Yes. And so it kind of sounds like I built blocks all day. But essentially <laughs> it was a humanities degree. It was super fun.
0: Yeah. How do you feel like KPA prepared you for those stages of life? Going in and doing a, a worldview study program with Summit, but also um, going from a very Christian environment and then on the other hand, going to a very secular but kind of advanced academic environment. What was that like for you?
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't as um, much of a jolt as you may think, even though uh, KPA was a Christian environment. I felt like I was trained pretty well. I wasn't naive going into college. It wasn't like these were new things. Um, and so I felt pretty capable of interacting with um, friends and professors and ideas.
0: Yeah. the sometimes people think about the education that we give as being kind of sheltering, um, but you wouldn't it does not sound right. like you would describe it as being sheltered.
1: No. Especially not academically. Yeah. Now maybe just learning to be an adult on my own—that's kind of a different. Yeah. Thing, but that's also natural growing up.
0: Um, when you went on on to college, you studied humanities. Were you mm-hmm. are, were you interested in that? Was that something like a desire that you would say you picked up from your education at KPA, or or what drew you to that that line of study?
1: I think so. I didn't really know I wanted to do counseling at that time. Mm-hmm. It was only senior year that I knew that. And so it just, the humanities degree was all the things I was interested in, uh, different religions, uh, philosophy. I took a bunch of random classes, history. So for me, it was just fun. Maybe I wasn't thinking ahead as well as I should have, um, but it actually flowed pretty well into counseling.
0: Yeah. and, And I think sometimes people put down the humanities, but the truth is if it's done well, it really equips and prepares you for all kinds of different things. It doesn't really prepare you for just one line of work. Oh, for sure. Um, so when you graduated from Texas Tech, after that, you did a little bit of, um, some domestic, uh, mission work. Is that right?
1: I did. Yes. I joined my, so my church redeemer here in Lubbock, um, they were planning a church in Utah. And so I joined them, um, about senior year. And then I went, um, for two years, um, in the Salt Lake area. So that was, it was very, it was super fun.
0: So what was that like, um, moving, doing, uh, kind of a mission plant like that? I mean, was it lonely? Did you have a lot of friends with you? Did you find that it was real easy to have some of these conversations with unchurched folks, or was it a lot harder? What? Tell me a little bit about those experiences going on the mission field like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a mix of all of those. I went with a team, and so I wouldn't say that I was lonely in the sense I was just isolated over there. Um, and so I went with them, but also I was I mean, Mormonism is so interesting. And actually, the culture of Utah is similar to the Bible Belt. It's just the Mormon version. Mm-hmm. So it's very moralistic, very family-oriented. Um, so for me, so I worked at Chick-fil-A for two years when I was there. And I actually made a lot of friends. And it was pretty, it was really easy to interact with them um, about religion. Um, I didn't have a hard time connecting with them just because it was so similar to how I grew up. hmm just the Mormon version.
0: Yeah. And so how long were you on the mission field there? For two years. Two years. And then was it shortly after that that you decided that you wanted to become a counselor?
1: So I actually decided senior year of college. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was going to go to grad school out in Utah, but I decided on Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, and so... Oh, yeah, what was the question?
0: So the decision to go into counseling... Oh, yeah. Um, when? So you're saying that happened in your senior year. Um, you came back... So as the, the story goes, after you got back from the mission field, then you enrolled at DTS?
1: Yes, correct. So I went straight from Salt Lake City and then moved to Dallas, where I started at DTS.
0: And so then what was your experience like in graduate school? So that's kind of amazing. So you've done a school like Texas Tech, uh, very, you know, secular academic program, but th- now you're in a Christian graduate program for counseling. Right. Um, what was th- what was that like for you?
1: <laughs> um, it, well, it was culture shock a little bit, just coming from Utah and just working at Chick-fil-A and then going into full-time grad school. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that DTS is one of the hardest seminaries to, to graduate from. Um, so I went in and just took, like, all the classes that I could. And so I, I kind of burned out that first semester.
0: Yeah. And Dallas, much bigger city, I, I imagine, than what... Well, maybe Salt Lake might be pretty big, too. But Salt
1: Lake's big, but I was in the valley. I was in some smaller okay. towns.
0: So Dallas was, was really big. Um, and even though it's in Texas, I would imagine once in a little less of what I would consider this sort of Bible belt culture that you're used to maybe here in Lubbock.
1: Right. Right. And even Salt Lake too is similar. Um, So yeah, Dallas was not as much Bible belt. I mean, there's still lots of churches, lots of Christian people, um, and then, of course, I was at a seminary, and so I was around a lot of them. But it was kind of a nice balance because then you get the kind of more secular um, friends from uh, the city, but then also balance. I still had Christian friends, too, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I was isolated in either one.
0: Did you find in seminary, um, did you have a lot of, of other women with you there, or was it mostly male-dominated? Because in my experience, even though there were women in the seminary that actually tended to be very male dominated. Right. Was was that your experience as well?
1: Well, I think technically it's still more male dominated, but DTS is actually changing where there's a lot of women. Okay. Um there as well. And so and then especially because they have a counseling program, yeah. there were a lot of women with that. And so for me, most of my classes I wasn't all with men. Yeah. Um it was actually it was a good mix of both, so that was refreshing.
0: So when you look back at your experiences at KPA, um, what are some of the things that stand out to you? What are the highlights of the things that you look back upon and you see are either milestones, uh, things that, that maybe help prepare you for where you've gone in life? What would be just some of the things that come to mind as uh, those markers from these earlier years in your life?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Miss Thrash. I don't know if she's still here. She is
0: not still here, but I know Miss Thrash. And sometimes I think she might still substitute for us.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) Okay, well, I just had a flashback to eighth grade with Miss Thrash and she taught us to turn in our homework, or she would give us zeros the first time. (laughs) She would make kids cry because of that. But I think just the structure and learning how to do the small things, just turn in my homework, show up on time, those things have actually carried over into um, bigger parts of my life.
0: Yeah. Do you um, remember, I'm trying to remember if... At your time, did you do a senior thesis at KPA?
1: I didn't. So this was
0: was before those days? Yes, it was
1: before those days. (laughs)
0: Um, And when did you, I'm trying to remember also your family's timeline, when did you start KPA? What grade were you?
1: So I was in fourth grade. Okay. When I technically, that was the first year.
0: And that was KPA's very first year, right? Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... So you you don't have some of the milestones I think of of like the first grade uh you know heroes of faith and second grade, uh you know or a first grade American hero and second grade hero faith speeches so that's all predates you
1: yeah a little different
0: um did you do any of uh our our sports here were you an athlete at KPA
1: I did I mostly played basketball
0: yeah. And did you, um, do you remember any other extracurriculars? Were you involved in, like, theater and do anything like that?
1: I don't know if we even had theater back then.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I, we had basketball. We had track. I feel like in a small school, you just play all the sports. So I remember doing Spirit Squad, which was, I think, <laughs> the pre-cheerleading <laughs> yes. squad. So I dabbled in lots of things. But basketball was more my, my
0: thing. The... I know you just walked into my office, came through the campus. This was your dad's former office. Mm -hmm. Uh, What looks different to you? And I'm sure you've been around more than just today, but what are some of the things that you look around and you see is different about KPA from from your days here?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, just walking in, it was so weird seeing um, kids that I knew when they were little, little, and now they're in high school. I see pictures of them in college and getting (laughs) married. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, so just the kids and, uh, that looks different. Um, I haven't actually walked around the school in a while. Um, I suppose KPA really has evolved quite a bit, I think in the past 10 years even. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I was there, it wasn't necessarily classical Mm -hmm. as much as it is now. Um, and so, but it, I mean, at its core, it's probably very similar. Yeah. Um, but it just, it does look different, but I think in really good ways.
0: Um, you mentioned Mrs. Thrash. Are there any other teachers you'd give a shout out to, or um, that, that come to mind that you think of fondly?
1: <laughs> For sure, uh, Jeree Cotton. Oh yeah. I don't know if she ever does any kind of teaching here anymore.
0: I've met her, but she she's no longer on staff.
1: Yeah, she. So she was a, like a mentor of mine. She was a teacher, um, and I, I felt like I was pretty close to her in high school. I felt like I related well with her, and so she really made an impact to me uh, in college. I mean, in uh, high school.
0: Do so. you keep up with uh, any friends from your KPA days?
1: I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. How big was
0: your graduating class? Eight people. Eight people. That actually might, might have been a large one at that time. Um, I, We had classes when I started here that were more like six and, and the like. So we've, we've uh-huh. we see fewer. Now eight would be very, very small for us, but.
1: Right. My, so my brother Carson, he, um, he's really proud of himself because he's the salutatorian. But I'm pretty sure there's only two peoples in his yes. <laughs> graduating class. <laughs> so yes, all the classes back then were um, a lot smaller. I'm sure they're larger now.
0: Um, anything that, that you would want to tell families who think about KPA? Because one of the things that, that was true in your time that I think is definitely still true now, not only our Christian identity, but the, the collaborative model, the way that we do part of the schooling at home, part of the schooling um, on campus, um, anything that you would want to tell prospective families or new families who aren't sure about about this whole thing, the benefits that you would see of doing school in this kind of way, this uh, collaborative or university-style model?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's twofold and so the schedule was really helpful for me growing up where it wasn't just the same thing every single day it gave me some variety and actually prepared me really well for college I had no problem uh, managing my classes and schedule um, and then even in my work today um, and so schedule wise it's really helpful to to be at school and get that some um, socialization but still be at home as well um, and have that influence with your family um, yeah, and then also just the Christian education piece of it. Um, it's interesting. So a lot of my clients at LCU, they come from all different backgrounds. And I noticed the ones that um, have come from more Christian schools, they just, they have a more solid foundation. Um, they're not as rocked by different ideas as they go into college and the rest of their life. And so... KPA just it, it sets kids up really well that um, one day they're going to be on their own and they're going to make their own decisions but it's helpful to have that foundation um, just to begin with.
0: Well Sydney thank you for coming in I appreciate hearing from you it's really great to make a connection you're you're the oldest graduate I've been able to get a hold of so this hmm. is fantastic to hear from our graduates even going all the way back to the class of 2012.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah
0: all right well thank you.
1: Yeah thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Headmasters Podcast. Uh, As always, we want to encourage you to share this with anyone who may want to hear what's been going on at the school or want to hear this message. Uh, Don't forget that we've got our jeans and t-shirt day, uh, our pizza hot lunch, February 28th. We have spring break during the week of March 11 to 15. And as we have people on the grand tour, uh, pray for us. uh, Please go check out our blog postings and see what we're up to, and leave us a comment. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next
1: time on the Headmasters Podcast.